Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Happy whatever day you're listening to the Bower and Rose Show, the Bower and Rose Podcast, right here on Sirius XM, the Patriot Channel 125. We are hosted, the podcast is, by our good friends at justthenews.com. You can get us wherever you get your podcast. My Twitter handle is Tom Rose Indy. So make sure, uh, give us a shout. We've got an email as well, Bower and Rose Radio at Gmail. A lot to talk about today. Gary will be with us uh, here in a bit. A couple of quick questions as we're heading back into vaccine mandate and shutdown totalitarian nonsense, whether it will fly, what the purpose is, why they're doing it. We know why they're doing it. It's about power. But I've got a question. Late on Wednesday, the RNC... Uh, together with Fox Business, announced the moderators for the second Republican presidential debate on September 23rd. Now, before I tell you who's moderating this debate, let me ask you, do you think Democrats would allow conservative journalists to moderate their debates? Has a conservative journalist ever moderated a Republican debate? Ronna McDaniel, when she ran for re-election as head of the RNC and won pretty handily over uh, Harmeet Dillon, who I think was a, a much better candidate and a much more aggressive, effective, conservative activist, they promised us that this is going to be different that 2020 was the last time you would ever see a Republican debate hijacked, controlled, and moderated by left-wing anti-conservative journalists. No more leftists were going to moderate a Republican debate. Well, Fox News, Fox Business will be hosting the debate together with the RNC. They announced yesterday who the... Who the um, the moderators are uh, Stuart Varney, who uh, I think is terrific. Dana Perino, Dana Perino, who is irrelevant and just a non-entity. I, she seems like a very nice woman who I have never heard uh, utter anything remotely novel or interesting. Uh, bushy, a total bushy, who shies from any kind of confrontation. And then the third moderator of the debate, Univision's Ilya Calderon. Now, what in the world is she doing there, Ilya Calderon? 
She's a left-wing journalist from Univision, Univision. She's a total leftist. She's moderated uh, Democrat debates in the past. She tweets attacks against Trump and DeSantis. And she's an advocate for citizenship for illegals. Why is she co-moderating this debate? Now, some establishment Republicans surely will look at this as a positive development because it'll give Republican establishment candidates the chance, the opportunity to show their humanitarian side, how sympathetic they are to illegals, how their act of illegally entering the country, as Jeb Bush uh, once said, was an act of love, and that hopefully this will appeal to Latino voters. So much so that they will uh, switch parties. They'll vote Republican instead of Democrat. In other words, the same kind of drift that we see and have seen from white suburban voters. But this woman is the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time. She's not only a left-winger who's pro-open borders. She's, as Dan Greenfield points out, she's so woke that she accuses conservative Latinos of racism. Have we learned anything from the past? Obviously not, because even I was convinced at that stage of the game in 2020 that that was it. There would be no more debates like that that were stacked and hijacked, even hosted by putatively conservative outlets like Fox News, Uh, that were really nothing but opportunities for left-wing moderators to sabotage Republican candidates or to expose the establishment side of the party. We cannot outbid the left on being leftists. We can't outbid the left on pandering. Ronald Reagan used to say, if you have a Democrat running against a Democrat, the Democrat will always win. And that's, that's the case. And I'm afraid we've learned absolutely nothing in the last four years. You have. I have. But the party hasn't. I just, I was stunned when I saw this. Absolutely stunned. But I guess that's, you know, that's where we are, is that the Republican Party, the establishment of the party, is so desperate to hang on to the power that they have And it's really nothing more than the power of being able to sit in a co-pilot seat. Establishment Republicans don't play for keeps. What we play for is the right to sit next to the captain, not to be the captain. We're perfectly content with sitting in the co-pilot seat. As long as we get in the cockpit, whether or not we have any power, any authority, any ability to direct the aircraft... It's, it's heading, it's speed, it's altitude, nothing. But at least we get to sit into the cockpit. That's the Republican establishment idea and concept of power. And I think it's um, a dangerous, dangerous uh, situation, particularly when <laughs> you've got 
The new left-wing mayor in the city of Chicago, super left-wing mayor in the city of Chicago, now demanding that the 12,000 illegals that have arrived in the city in the last month have to go. The mayor of Chicago uh, announces that, quote-unquote, I've got the quote here, the city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals without significant support and change in immigration policy. That's the word from Brandon Johnson, the most left-wing mayor in the city of Chicago. But Democrats don't care. The administration is not going to change its policy because Chicago will always vote Democrat. Brandon Johnson, at the end of the day, will always be with the Democrat Party. It's the same phenomenon we see in the unconscionable, despicable handling of the Maui wildfire situation. The worst man-made disaster in this country since 9-11, worse than Hurricane Katrina. At least one can say that Hurricane Katrina was primarily a natural disaster followed by man-made incompetence. But the Maui fires were primarily man-made incompetence. And there's no discussion There's no coverage. Move on. There's nothing to see here. A thousand people. We don't know the answer because they haven't updated casualty figures in almost two weeks now. A thousand people burned alive in their homes, in their cars, on the street, in their in their shops, in their workhouses. Burned alive. Due to. Climate change activists, environmentalists, in private organizations, NGOs, and in government. It's a situation that begs, begs, and I'll use Vivek Ramaswamy's term here, begs for revolution. We can't go on like this. The party in power has utter, total, and complete contempt for its own people, its own voters, all the more so. They're a danger to us. And now we've got a new effort to criminalize any kind of dissent and to ensure that there is no possibility of a Republican victory next year with new COVID lockdown and vaccine mandates. What if we stood up and said, which I think we will, because this is just too much for anyone at this stage, no masks, no lockdowns, no vaccine mandates. We are not going to take it anymore. A mass, mass American rejection of these crazy totalitarian Uh, lockdown efforts, this is being done not only to assert more Democrat control, but to lay the groundwork for, again, election law changes. They want mail-in ballots. They want no signature verification. They want two-month election cycles. They want drop boxes. They want vote harvesting. 
they want 70%, 80% of all votes cast to be cast in unconventional, unsafe uh, means. Mail-in ballot, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots. They want you to vote two months before the election. They want you to be able to vote after the election. They want deadlines scrapped. They want to make it easy as possible to cheat. Why else would they remove, work to remove all attempts to secure voting? You know, we look to the European Union and say, that's our model. There's none of this crap in Europe. France banned mail-in voting. In France, you got to show up to vote. In Israel, if you're a citizen and you live outside the country, you can't vote. There is only in-person voting in Israel. There's no such thing as mail-in balloting. And we're coming back to the vaccine mandate issue because... That could be the predicate, that will be the predicate for ensuring that certainly in Democrat states, which they'll win anyway, but more importantly in swing states, there'll be a justification, they'll use a public health justification to try and ramp up all of these these unconventional, i.e. easy to cheat means of voting. Uh, we knew back in 2020 that all of these efforts uh, were shoddy. There were all kinds of scientific reports that came out with contradictions, reversals, changes in opinions, and flat-out lies. People died because so many of these top-down, one-size-fits-all policy prescription rocked the worlds of so many people that... Many thousands lost their lives for no reason. The the personal loss from COVID was incalculable. It massively increased justifications for censorship of political views online that have now become normalized. People couldn't attend the funerals of their loved ones. There was a dramatic drop in in weddings. It was a disaster. It was a total disaster, the likes of which we haven't seen in this country. And it will take decades to fully assess what happened, to fully assess the damage. That's why none of us should be surprised by this effort to uh, reimpose mandates for masks, for distancing, for remote work, for vaccine mandates. I'll tell you this. I'm done with vaccines for COVID. I'm certainly not done with vaccines uh, that are proven effective that uh, prevent or mitigate uh, uh, terrible, terrible diseases. This is what I've never understood about either the the pro-vaccine people or the anti-vaccine people. The term vaccine is neutral. It has no... Uh, uh, it has no meaning or implication that's positive or negative. If we can have fabulous vaccines like the smallpox vaccine or the polio vaccine, why can't we have terrible vaccines? Why is it impossible to consider that some vaccines may be very effective and others might not be? 
I've gotten four COVID vaccines, four. I've had COVID four times, four times. Nothing ever, none were, were terribly serious, thank heavens, but I'm done. I'm not taking any more of the vaccines. Every time I get a vaccine, I get sick. That's actually not true. I've been, the first time I, I got COVID, unfortunately, I was White House patient zero. It was in March of 2020. The very day that the White House announced its um, first mitigation efforts, March 15, I was diagnosed with COVID. It wasn't terrible. It was a fluish. I mean, you've had it. Anyone that's listening to this show has had it because we've all had it. It's a respiratory virus. They cannot be stopped. They're not stopped by masks. They're not stopped by social distancing. That's the way uh, virology, virology works. So now is a time to just basically announce to yourself, your family, your friends, um, your own personal civil disobedience if these mandates return. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, that's perfectly fine. But don't pressure or cajole anyone else to do so. Don't feel compelled by the vaccine mandate. Go to work. Enough of this remote work nonsense. Don't let the tyrants win. That's our message. It's got to be our message because the media is doing its best, its very, very best to set us up for another round of restrictions designed to take away our freedoms, to reassert their control, to crack down on dissent, and to find those it can cancel or marginalize. Don't let them win. 